The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have the desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays with guaranteed over... Uh, I want to say guaranteed unpaid overtime, but I burnt my tongue yesterday on, uh, on, on these spring rolls, so that didn't work. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the baddest bear with the broken rib, Bear Fiora. It's not... Okay, so it's not quite broken, thankfully. It's what it's what we believe right now to be tears in the cartilage. Is the cartilage? Was that the cartilage, word? Yeah. Cartilage between the rib bones. Okay, so all I'm getting from it. weren't you doing a move that was supposed to actually break someone's ribs in a fight? It was. It was so this was called a God standing. I don't want. I don't want to get it wrong. So please, if you're a wrestler fan out there, don't hate me. Standward backstep. Standing backstep Granby. Okay. And the yeah. idea was you land on their ribs at the side of your body and you crush them. So all I'm hearing is the guy you practice it with was effective and you sucked at it. I, I was told to bail and I failed on the bail. So, yeah, that, that would be my fault. <laughs> but, no, it was good. I learned it from the wonderful uh, Joe Stevenson, which, by the way, he's got a killer nickname. Joe Daddy Stevenson. What made him go with Daddy? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, being... <laughs> saw, I saw him when he was fighting and I can definitely go with, oh, Daddy. Well, some of the he probably made some of the guys – uh, call him that, I'm sure, in the in the cage. Why does your career just always sound really homoerotic? A lot of sports careers do. Hold on. That's not just for the mixed martial arts world. You can take a look at football. I, I think the two more prominent ones are probably football and wrestling, where you see a lot of like, if this was just taken out of context, it is very homoerotic. I, I'm just saying you spend more time smacking other guys' asses than you do mine. Don't make me laugh. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. That's funny. Okay, so what I'm hearing is don't tickle you. No, don't do that, please. That'd be a bad idea. So we've got a lot going on in the news in Hollywood. Ivana Trump passed away. I just heard about that today, in fact. There's something about falling down a flight of stairs. I actually hadn't read on what had happened. Okay. Uh, and the falling down a flight of stairs, I believe, was uh, a whole different thing when they kind of ripped off some people. So that was a whole a whole thing. Okay, so that was totally out of context yeah. then. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It could be it could be something similar. So we've got that going on. We've got a whole bunch going on. But I think the biggest news today mm -hmm. uh, is Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> is that the, is the biggest news today? Yeah. Well, you know, I got to tell you one thing. I wasn't I, – I think you've said it perfectly when you mentioned earlier that it was just – it was a nostalgia grab. It kind of reminds me of when they put out the Book of Boba Fett. You know, it was a wonderful idea. A lot of fans wanted to have a Boba Fett content-oriented series or movie or something. But it ended up just being a lot of Star Wars flashbacks for the most part, either from yeah. the original movies, from some TV shows. Uh, thankfully, did they did Star Wars? Star Wars, yes. Thankfully, they did not relate anything to the Christmas special, but that's beyond that point. And I felt the same way about Jurassic Park Dominion. All it did was kind of relate back. Uh, Book of Boba Fett Book was, Boba Boba was so, so bad. bad. That's absolutely. Okay, so our sound engineer's back here. He's like, he's like uh, Book of Boba Fett was so bad. I have to agree with him. It was not yeah, good. Yeah, it was not good. And I, that's what I'm getting from Jurassic Park Dominion. There were definitely redeeming parts of it or some very cool parts like in what? my mind. Um, well, I don't want to give it away to everyone, but specifically the reveal of the Giganotosaur in the movie. I thought that was fun, exciting. You know, it's a dinosaur that you don't really hear a lot about, um, especially as far as movies go, because it wasn't like it wasn't like T Rex. Simple, mean, easy to portray on screen. This one took a lot more effort behind it, and I can appreciate of that. But the storyline itself just wasn't very good. I, that's true. That's kind of what I think it was at the end of the day. It was poor writing. The CGI wasn't all that good the entire time either. A lot of times you can very clearly see what is a background and what is uh, and what is not. 
But in general, I'd probably say somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six out of ten. I would have gone way lower. You would have gone way lower. I'm a Jurassic Park fan, so I think I'd give him that. I'm a Jurassic Park fan. That's why I'm upset. Do you know who they had directing this film? No, I don't. Would you look it up? Okay, I'll find out. So I am going to give a shout out and say, if you can tell us who directed Jurassic Park Dominion, please don't say Spielberg because I really like him and I'll be disappointed if it's him. Write it in on our Twitter and let us know and we will give you your choice of a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, afloat at Truro, Sedona, or Las Vegas, a gift certificate from Aspen Mills Bakery, a painting from Edwards Gallery, or a tote bag from Palm Springs. So it is up to you. I have lots of giveaways this week. Mostly I'm going to ask Sam questions. By the way, our guest today is going to be the one, the only, the amazing Sam Alvey. I love, I love his name. Everyone goes with like nightmare and notorious and terrifying. And... Or axe murderer. Yep. And then you got smiling Sam. Smile, he, he picked the best because name. Because it's actually what he does. He, the man is so happy to be ste- stepping in the octagon and fighting. He literally wears a smile on his face every time he enters. Then I have a very, very important question for you. Is it fight or Hollywood related? You've been punched by him. Yes. Did it make you want to smile? No. (laughs) It was a a very unfortunate feeling, in fact. (laughs) Was it as bad as getting your ribs squished? Yes. Worse, in fact. It was, in fact, worse than that. I... See, because this was a gradual pain that I'm now feeling the day after. And mm-hmm. hopefully because it's nothing broken, it doesn't stick around very long and I'll be okay. And you have sparring tomorrow. And I have sparring tomorrow. Sands was like emotional damage on top of physical <laughs> damage. So that lingered for okay. a while. <laughs> he bounced you like a basketball. Very, very much so. So Jurassic World sucked. I'm really disappointed in that. Now I'm scared to see the new Thor. I know uh, I know. with the storyline in the comic series they're going with, Jane's dying yeah. because they went with that whole one where she becomes Lady Thor, which means she has cancer and she's dying. Right. So they're probably going to kill her at the end of this one because it's the only thing that makes sense. Well, I don't know. I guess we have to see and find out. I'm sure anyone who's watched it already will have the answer to this question, and hopefully we don't get spoilers about it. No, I want spoilers. Am I right? Are they going with, because they're going with the uh, comic series where Jane has cancer? Yeah. Does Jane have cancer, and does she die in, in Thor? I need to know. This is deeply important to me. I'm just saying. We have other giveaways. Tell me. I'll give you stuff. We'll give you stuff. You tell us. That's our second question. If you can tell us if Jane dies in Thor and Love and Thunder. I really am interested. I like that they're telling it from uh, what's his face's perspective. I I, I love Taika Waititi, but the uh, Taika. I, I, why do I keep messing his name up? Is it Waititi? Just stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. I give him my best effort. You know something that I've been on my mind for a little bit as well. It's COVID, and we're not thinking about it too too much anymore. It hasn't had a serious. Uh, it does. It, there's a new variant out that's well, much that's, more that's contagious. Well, that's what I'm kind of. I was driving back to that. Um, it hasn't had a serious hindrance on our population in a little while but there is that what do you mean serious like people are still dying from it we're just used to it i'm not saying they're not but the rates have gone down at least substantially gone they're not completely gone away i'm gonna go with this do you remember um anyone that's seen jurassic park dominion which sucked you know how that comes up on the screen 37 killed this year by dinosaurs when you have something that's predatory and killing people you eventually just get used to it that's what we've done yes it reminds me more of the flu now. It's not the biggest thing in the world. It wasn't shutting down cities anymore. But it might be making a bit of a comeback. You know, yeah. not, not, not in like a good way, of course. Not like the band that broke up in the 80s you really were hoping to make a comeback tour. It's not Kanye West going 2009 again. No, oh yeah, what was that hat he wore? Make Kanye West 2006 again. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was... That was, uh... that was the shout-out from... Well, Kim's new boyfriend, for one. You can't remember his name, I can't can remember you? his name. That's unfortunate. But anyway, the Saturday Night Live guy. I I am really concerned. So is Kanye. <laughs> no, he's not. He's actually backed off. I was glad to see that because the way he was hounding her yeah. was very, very frightening. I think he and finally... the way and, and killing Pete Davison in that video was very concerned. Don't nod like you know who Pete Davison's name was. It wasn't You're like, like nodding. that. I was going to go look it up right now in the background. You just said it so I thought, oh, Pete Davison, that's right. You literally watch his stand-up specials. I get it, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention well enough to recall their names or I had a brain fart. It's okay. I think you just get punched in the head a lot. Yes, I forget things quite easily. Mm-hmm. Guys, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, we're going to go to break in about a minute. What's up? Oh, I was just going to say I agree with you. It's nice that he has backed off. Well, for his own mental health, he had to. And if he didn't want a restraining order, he had to. Yeah, that would have looked bad in the public eye. 
what he was doing was just terrifying. I've had guys stalk me, and it's really, really frightening. I have one guy right now mm -hmm. um, who has essentially threatened to kill me because I don't want to be with him anymore. 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 In his mind, he and I were together, um, and I and I was going to secretly leave you for him. Hollyweird is just that. No, the, he's not in Hollywood. He's, no, I'm he's just, just he no, follows. He, you are like uh, having to be he in this follows industry. our live stream. So for anyone that doesn't know, we we have twenty four seven a live stream going. It's tune in BTS. You can find it on Facebook. It's live on we're YouTube. We're live right now. In fact, yeah, we're live. Hi. Um, but he he'd been following this for quite a while and. He thought I was giving him signals that I was going to leave you for him, and he was really into it. And uh, I, I explained that wasn't true, and now he, he thinks he wants to kill me. So that's awesome. It's reaching really hard, too. I, yeah. Well, apparently it was because we're fighting all the time on live stream. Things aren't working between us. Oh, okay. That's reasonable enough. Couples don't have disagreements. What's that supposed to mean? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with the one, the only, smiling Sam Alvey, talking about his upcoming fight and everything MMA-related. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host. I can't even say the baddest bear in anything because, let's face it, Sam's coming on, which makes you a teddy bear. That's if we're talking about it from a uh, fighting standpoint. My co-host, Bear Fjorda. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Bear Fiora, and our very, very special guest, the one, the only, smiling Sam Alvey. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, and also, so you're telling me that you weren't sending me signals on your live stream? Or on your live feed <laughs> that you and Bear were leaving? Yeah. Oh, I got to no, rethink some things. Not... <laughs> I got to rethink <laughs> some things. Well, Sam, since uh, was it's been a little while since we had you on, so for those of you who may not have, uh, for those people who may not have tuned in during your previous uh, sessions with us, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so my name's Smiling Sam Alvey. I've been in the UFC for about 25 fights. I have over 80 fights total. I've been fighting for about 15 years. Uh, I'm a coach. I'm a father of six. I married America's Next Top Model, and uh, I smile a lot, which is kind of where the nickname comes from. So all around, I've been told I'm a decent dude, uh, unless you trust Twitter, in which point I'm not a decent dude. I'm a terrible dude. Uh, don't trust Twitter, though. Twitter, no, no, nobody should trust Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter is the internet cesspool. That's not the place it you is. should go. It's, it's Twitter and Reddit are the two places you should never, ever go uh, unless, unless 
you you want to feel really bad about yourself. Like if you need to be brought back down to earth, that's where you go. Wait, didn't you try to get on Reddit at one point, Sam? Reddit's not a I, good place. Yeah, I made a. I was going to be a Reddit guy, and then no, I don't. I don't go to Reddit for anything <laughs> anymore. Reddit scared me. Twitter, I'll still check every now and then uh, because it's fairly Reddit. Not good. <laughs> Reddit is the darkest parts of humanity. Now you're really popular yeah, it, on social media. You're more popular than uh, most people in your industry, actually. What made you get on TikTok? What made you get on uh, Insta the way you did? You really connect with your fans. I know they're writing me currently online. Yeah, so so TikTok, uh, I, I've coached kids my entire adult life uh, and shoot part of my, my youthful life, too. Uh, and a mother said, hey, you should get on TikTok. I said, oh, that Chinese owned blah, blah, blah. You don't want to. And then I got on it, and I just became addicted to it immediately. Uh, I'm a fairly well-spoken, loud guy, so it's kind of like the perfect platform for me. If you, I'm great at a minute at a time, which is what TikTok gives me. So a minute at a time, you get smile and say, what if, is what is your most popular video on TikTok? I, so I've got two two that got got quite a quite a few views, and uh, one of them I didn't expect. One of them was I was if you guys know what a cupping is, where they 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 make circles on your skin and they they suck the pressure out and it it looks kind of weird. Yeah. One was I was just yeah. taking cups off my arms. It was just I needed something for the day, and that's what I thought of. And I'm at, I'm at like 13 million views on that one. Uh, but then my second most popular one, so my wife, like I was bragging about, you know, humbly, uh, America's Next Time Model, she's also <laughs> my uh, corner when, when I fight. Uh, and she wraps my hands with everything. So I made a little video of her wrapping my hands, and she smiles at the camera at the end, and that that's what it was. And I think I got five or six million on that. Now, you have one so, of the so, few so I've, I've had a couple. I've, I've got one that's kind of taken off right now. I think I'm at ten or 20,000 views. Um, and it's just me sweating. Hey, the, the internet or TikTok loves it when I get hurt or if I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so, so this one's doing pretty good. I like that. So basically your, your tip to make really good TikToks is put your, um, supermodel level wife in it or, uh, injure yourself. Yes. Yeah. And if I can get one of her <laughs> injuring me, it's, I mean, just give me, just You'll give me the internet. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You'll you will win the internet. Yeah, I, I got it. Something related to TikTok, Sam. If you were to give your TikTok account to a random person and they get to scroll through ten videos that pop up randomly on the for you page, what do you think their reaction would be? Looking at your for you page. Uh, looking at wait, of uh, the stuff I've looked at, it's all politics and comedy. <laughs> it's about it, it's like disturbing how well TikTok has learned me. Uh, it's all like stand-up comedians and politics. That is a hundred percent of what my for you page. I'm, I'm an, a dude, 36 years old and I don't get dancing girls anymore. It's just, a, it's not on there, but, uh, but you'll get, you, you'll learn everything you need to know about me in about 10 slides. I like that. Well, there was a politician. He uh, got out and was talking before Congress, and he said, we need to get rid of uh, TikTok. All it is is half-naked dancing girls. And his aide jumps up, and he's like, stop, stop. It's based on what you look at. Stop. Giving, Trying to get him to stop talking. Giving away his secrets. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was that moment. Though. I, they had I'll cut him. I'll cut him some slack. When I first signed up for TikTok, I, you know, I put in I'm 30, I'm a 34-year-old dude, and so it just guessed at what I wanted to see. And everything was was teenage girls dancing for for about it was probably four four months before it started getting rid of that. I tried to learn how to shuffle because of TikTok. I failed, but I, I tried. Did you make a TikTok about you trying to shuffle? No, no, I did not. I was going to, not until I could get my feet to move a little better. And they never, they never took to it. So I posted nothing. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. Now, when you, you got your next fight coming up again. When was that at? I'm fighting August 6th. I'll be at the Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a good center. Yeah, it's not, I wish it was in front of people, but uh, COVID came and it kind of, it gave the UFC an opportunity to change their business model, and they're just not changing back. So uh, it's going to be very limited seating, but uh, it should still be a good time. 
Oh, that's interesting. You'll yeah, all, you all be able to watch on ESPN. On ESPN. Now that's that's good. Are you excited for your next fight? Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I love fighting. It is every time I fight, it's like you know, get get a fight offered to me. It's like Christmas. I always describe it as I get to unwrap who I'm fighting. I get to I get to see what he's good at, see what I'm good at, come up with the game plan. I have so much fun. And if you know anything about my, my career, especially over the last, I don't know, eight fights or so, I never fight the guy I'm signed to fight. I always end up fighting somebody else. So I get like two or three Christmases for every fight night I'm I'm signed on. The last fight, they changed your guy like three or four times. It was a lot. It was literally my last six fights. They've changed my opponent. Uh, yeah, my last fight was three times. The fight before that was I was on my way to the airport when I got a when I got a call saying, "Hey, your opponent's out. Sit tight." So okay. Um, time before that, it changed. Time before that, it just it's a thing they've they've done. But I've always been a guy. I just fight whoever they put in front of me. I've never complained, and um, I, I've taken a lot of fights as most people would have said said no to, but not this guy. You'll take you take them. Now you have one of the only female corners in the UFC. Yeah, and I've got the only. Fe- I I would say I have the only female corner who has earned her spot in my corner. She's not just there because she's my wife or girlfriend. She's there because she is. I mean, she outranks me in jiu-jitsu. She knows me better than I know myself. Um, and so, so I've I've been truly blessed to have her in my corner, and she'll be there again this time. That's awesome. Now, what made you bring her on as your corner? At the beginning, it was a free ticket. If I said she was my corner, <laughs> she, she got in the event for free. Uh, but again, that was 15 years ago, 80 fights ago. Um, she quickly, quickly took uh, took to fighting faster than me. I mean, she, she immediately started researching and figuring out what was going on and, and how I should do it better. She's the whole reason I moved to California for training. Really? Yeah, Why did she... I, I didn't know anything about it. She said uh, I beat everyone in Wisconsin. I, I started my own gym in Wisconsin, and about four years into that, our, our gym kind of dominated everything. I'd beaten just about everyone, and uh, she said we got to get you real training. So she researched four or five different gyms, and uh, at the end, she she made the call as to where I was going to train. Where did that end up being? Dan Henderson. Or was it was it Dan's? Uh, yeah, yeah, Team Quest, Dan Henderson's Athletic Fitness Center. It was, uh, it was between there and Florida. I was hoping for Florida, but she made the final call, and California it was. That's amazing. Do you think mm-hmm. – so you have six kids, one of the hottest wives on the planet, and one of the most interesting careers a person can have. When you look at your life as a whole, uh, I know I have people online that have said, you know, it, it sounds like a, a Hallmark movie, except if it was a Hallmark movie, there'd be Christmas trees. That's just my side note. Um, you have such a unique life. What's it like when you look at it as a whole at what you do and what you. I, so I, I'm from a, a real small town in Wisconsin. I grew up in a city of about 4,000 people. Um, and I've always, we never had a high school reunion, you know, the 15 or 20 or anything. We never had any of that. I've always wanted to go because on paper, on paper, I'm friggin' awesome. <laughs> <laughs> on paper, I, I've done just about everything there is to do. Uh, and I, and, I, and I've done it pretty well for most of the time. Uh, in real life, it, it, I just enjoy what I get to do. I get to enjoy my kids and my, my wife and, and the, this job I have, I've been, I mean, my wife and I, and now most of my kids have been everywhere around the world. Um, actually, my my second oldest, he is seven now. Uh, we induced labor on him because we had to go to Australia two weeks later. So we needed to get his passport. So he induced labor on his due date. It wasn't early. It was on his due date. He wasn't coming naturally. So we, we uh, went to the doctor, had a little help. Um, but we needed to get his passport. So two weeks old, he flew to Australia with, with me, his mama, and his oldest sister. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and I've, I've got if a you... story for just about all of them. Uh, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, New, New Zealand. Uh, my, my kids have, have traveled more in their you know short life than, than I had in probably double or triple their lives. It's amazing. I like that. We are going to go to break. When we come back, 
I'm going to ask you, what is the one thing you still want to do now that you've done damn near everything else? Where's the one place you want to go now that you've been damn near anywhere else? We are going to go to break, guys. When we come back, we're going to be talking more with the one, the only, Smiling Sam Alvey. And thank you uh, again to my co-host, Bear, who is currently staring at his phone. That is not true. You were too. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host. TikTok's only, Bear Fjorda. Actually, I guess you're on uh, more than TikTok, I'm but that counts. I'm across all social media platforms. Uh, fine. So, but I did start there. Okay, that's it, fair. It gave me my, what is it, my uh, starring role, my opening shot, my 15 minutes. Speaking of stars, we have on with us Smiling Sam. Make sure you are following him on TikTok. Make sure you are following him on YouTube. Make sure you are following him on Instagram. Follow him everywhere. Except Reddit. Don't, yeah, you will not find him on Reddit. He did not have a good time there. Sam, welcome back to the show. We have we have a lot of questions for you from different people that are popping on in. But the first question I'm going to ask is uh, you've kind of become like a farm boy now. Yeah, I, I, I call it my ranch. It's LV Ranch. I've, I've moved from California to, to Tennessee, and I've got five acres, two horses, 32 chickens, three turkeys, uh, six geese. No, six ducks, four geese, three three dogs, four cats, six kids, and a beautiful wife to help me take care. Oh, and three sheep also to help me take care of all of it. You need to turn that into a Christmas song come Christmas. Yeah. You can, I'm just saying. You can create the next big nursery rhyme. <laughs> yep, that is, that is fantastic. How are you liking living on a farm coming from, I mean, you came from kind of a, a smaller town and then went to a big city and then back, to, and now you're back on a farm in Tennessee. I, it's just beautiful. I, I absolutely love, love this, this ranch life I've got. Uh, it, there's, there's always, I'm never bored. I've always got something I can be doing if I want to, or I can do as little as I want to. Um, it's just, it's beautiful out there. There's water everywhere. Everything's green. It rains. Uh, it's summer, um, summer, a good deal of the time, but never 114 degrees, which is uh, yeah. uh, nice. And I know California is amping up to be, uh, to be 114 for the next three months and not me. Uh, Tennessee's just the perfect, the perfect climate, the perfect uh, place for smiling Sam and his family. 
I'm yeah. jealous now. I want to go where it's cooler. Sam, you've been all over this world. Where is one place you want to go that you have never been able to go yet? I've always wanted to fight in Japan, uh, but that's kind of like every fighter wants to fight in Japan. Um, and it's just that they, they have the cards. It was where pride began. Uh, pride, what preceded the UFC, kind of. Um, and so I, I've always wanted to fight there. Never had the opportunity, but uh, we'll see if we'll see if it happens. That sounds awesome. That's certainly one way to go about it. Speaking of the fighting and your home in Tennessee and your wonderful uh, Alvy Ranch, where is your uh, home gym setup going to go? Uh, so, so I've got half my half my garage is home gym right now. So I've, I've got the walls matted. I've got the floor with the zebra mats. I, I've got it. I've got a pretty nice setup. I've even get, got heat lamps in there for the, the dead of winter when it, it still gets chilly, but not, not as cold as, you know, where I'm from, Wisconsin. That makes sense. Well, I don't think – I think Wisconsin and Seattle are like the two coldest places in America. I'm just saying. Uh, now, what is the one it, thing you've done like – It's got to be – yeah. Wisconsin – I've never been to Wisconsin. I have friends from there, and they always say it's the uh, – it's it, it's wicked cold in the winter. You freeze your nuts off. It, it it is. It's about the prettiest place you'll ever find, but for six months, it's cold. That makes sense. Now, you have done damn near everything. What is one thing you still want to do? It's what got me into fighting to begin with. I want to be in the WWE. Uh, I mean, it's the only thing that could get me to quit fighting was a WWE contract or negotiation, something like that. Um, it's I never watched the UFC or Pride when I was when I was growing up. I watched the WWE, and that it's what got me into working out and exercise and, and everything. Um, eventually, I, I got into MMA as kind of a goal of ending up in the WWE. So someday, someday, if I play my cards right, maybe I'll be able to talk myself into one of those sweet uh, WWE gigs. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, the People's Champ. I'm not a big fan of Dwayne Johnson, but The Rock. The Rock's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Now, now oh if you God. had to, you had to pick someone who you could wrestle against. Who would it be, and what would you do to them? Oh, who would it be? So, I mean, The Rock is good. The only problem is I speak well, but The Rock speaks on like another level. And I think if I were to go up against him to build up, I think he would look better than me. Just he's got a gift. Um, you know, who is good but not great is Hulk Hogan. And everybody in yeah. the world knows who Hulk Hogan is, even more than The Rock. So if I had the opportunity to, to uh, get in that ring with Hulk Hogan, I would take it and I would pin him one, two, three. And uh, pe- people would know who, uh, you know, it would be Hollywood Hulk Hogan no more. <laughs> I like that. Just, just, just dethrone him. I like that. Smile on Sam versus Hollywood Hulk. I like that. That would be fun. Was that his name? Hollywood Hulk it's Hulk? Hollywood I was never Hulk a big Hogan. wrestling fan. So I didn't <gasps> You're know. a monster. How could you not be a wrestling fan? Well, to be fair, I didn't even know much about the fighting game until I just started hitting people. Like I, I got people all day long, and I'm sure I'm, Sam. I'm sure you're probably in the same boat where they just say random names or people or um, current, previous or upcoming fighters, and sometimes it just goes right over my head, and I just have no idea who they're even discussing anymore. There are so many me. fighters right now. Oh man, I mean, there's I think the roster is like eight or nine hundred people. I have a hard time keeping up who's fighting and when. Like, did you know there's a card tomorrow night? I couldn't tell you who's on it, but I know there is. I didn't even know there was a card. Well, yep. Well, you know when there is a card, August sixth, when I step back into the octagon. Yes. I, <laughs> I like that. I so, got that one on a calendar, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll be watching that one for sure. Uh, who is your favorite MMA fighter of all time? Uh, well, I have to say Dan Henderson. He's my head coach, and if I don't say him, he's gonna beat me up. So uh, Dan Henderson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your second favorite then? Anderson Silva. I've always been a fan of his. He's just he's yeah. he's got you know there are baseball players that that can hit the ball real far. They can see the way the ball curves. You know as it comes from the pitcher's hand, they can watch the ball and just crack it. Uh, Anderson Silva has that talent with punches. I mean he just knows what's coming from where. Uh, he's just he's got the he's got it down. Now, if if you have the, I'm sure you would say yes, but I do have to know your your opinion on it. Fighting Anderson Silva in his prime, uh, you in or out, and how soon would it take you to knock him out? 
Well, I would never. I mean, I've never turned down a fight. I would never start now, especially not against a legend like him. Uh, putting him down is a hard, ta- hard task. <laughs> uh, the dude's had a lot of a lot of time fighting the best in the world, not getting put down. Uh, I, I would go out there and I, I, I think I'd be an all or no- nothing kind of guy. It would be in the first, you know, minute or not at all. <laughs> I love that. That's that's a good way of doing it. Do you think now, I mean, there's been so much controversy over, like, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jones and steroids and uh, so many of these guys. Do you think, do you think um, that they, they, they should make a separate division for people who are using? That's one of the things they've been talking about online. Division. It's but cheaters division. You could, like whole, you could have a cheaters division. I'd be, I'd be fine, and I would tune in to watch. I mean, I, not only not only do I think they should, I think it'd be more fun to watch than normal uh, than normal MMA. Uh, you go in there where you're just allowed to low blow and eye poke and take all the drugs you want, <laughs> whatever you want. You can hit any woman, you know. Hey, well, any pregnant woman that you want, which is the story behind the scenes, if you know who John Jones is. Uh, yep. He just go in there. I, it would be a ton of fun. Um, and I, I would be I would be all for it. Like would that. you compete in it? Uh, the, the cheaters division? Yep, you get to juice Dude, up I would all you want. Cheating, hell yeah. I, I, I would start cheating. If, if that was part of the rules, I was allowed to cheat. Damn straight I would. I'd go in there. I... I'd never turn down a fight, especially if I'm allowed to cheat. <laughs> what happened? Sam went in with brass knuckles. Why? What's wrong with that? Everyone else is cheating. He's wearing steel toe boots, <laughs> kicking the guy in yeah. the balls. Now, you are very known <laughs> for that. Speaking of, you had a fight where uh, everyone was talking about you kicking someone. You, what happened there? Yeah, so I was fighting uh, Dylan Andrews. It was my second fight in the UFC. I was actually in Australia. I was in Sydney. Yeah, I was Sydney. Uh, and so we squared off, bell rang, where we're circling, circling. And we're earlier in the fight card because it was my second fight in the UFC. And, I mean, clear as a bell, you hear somebody in the audience just scream out, kick him in the dick. Everybody heard it. <laughs> Dylan Andrews and I heard it. We kind of laughed in there. The audience, I mean, the audience, 15,000 people, they erupted in laughter. And uh, everyone but the commentators heard what was said because the commentators have their earmuffs on. Uh, and so we had a good moment. And now it's it's a moment that just keeps on giving because every other month now I'm trending because of that. It happened eight years ago, and it's still every other month, every third month maybe. It just makes its rounds. It wakes back up and says, hey, remember when this happened? I said, I sure do. It was a good time. (laughs) With 80 fights under your belt, it's a lot of fights, a lot of minutes in the cage, but that's also a lot of people's names to remember. Um, now, I don't know how well you do remember them, but do you think that fight would have been as memorable if it wasn't for the man screaming out, kick him in the dick? You know, yes. One, it was my first win in the UFC. But two, I knocked him out with my ass. Pardon my language. But uh, baby, okay, pardon? No, no, I don't no, know that it's ever happened time. in the UFC before. <laughs> and it was overshadowed. That means knocking him out with my ass was overshadowed by the kick him in the dick guy. But uh, it happened, and, and it will live on in infamy forever, at least in my mind. It's, it's going to live on here for the next five minutes. How'd it happen? Uh, he was going for a takedown. He was trying to suplex me, and I locked his leg. So he kind of pulled me on top of him, and it was I landed on his head. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, as, soon as, he, as soon as I hit, you know, boom, I felt the extra thud. And I felt his grip loosen, so I knew he was out. But I flipped over real quick, gave him a number one, you know, another one-two, and the ref pulled me off. Um, but that, that was my that was my first win in the UFC, and a big knockout. <laughs> how, how did you feel by looking back on it? Maybe the the following day or week, what did you think about it? Oh, I I, I mean, I probably watched it ten thousand times. Uh, <laughs> That's it was just, and, and now that now I teach it because it's a very simple simple way to block being thrown it's it's incredibly simple i can't believe he made the mistake of trying to do it so i teach it all the time uh, and whenever i teach it i get to bring it up again oh yeah this is kick him in the dick move uh this is when he tries to suplex me and and you just do this and that and so it, it's worked uh, I, I i get to tell everyone about it often questions from twitter we have a few i'm gonna ask these uh, i'm gonna go through about five of them and then we'll come back what is your signature move 
Uh, so I've got two. There's the Ginger Hook, and then there's the Alvy Bum Rush. Both of them have been very successful in the past. I've knocked people out with most of it. Um, but those, those are my moves. What was your most What was your most favorite time in a, the cage? What was my most favorite time in the cage? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so a direct. That's my a direct. La- <laughs> my last fight before leaving Wisconsin was for uh, Combate USA. No, it wasn't Combate. It was Combat USA. Combat USA. And uh, I, I ended up, I won 24 minutes of the fight. With a minute to go, he choked me off. I was like, oh, man, that, that's a bummer. Uh, but then I dropped onto a knee, and I proposed to my wife right afterwards. So uh, that, that was in front of all of our friends and everything because it was a tournament I was in. I lost the fight, but I won the supermodel. So it goes to me. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say that's a hell of a win. That is a hell of a win. When were you most afraid in the cage? Never once have I been afraid of afraid in the cage. Uh, I, I like it too much. I didn't start fighting to be a fighter. I just fought because it was a lot of fun. And then I, I won enough of them that people wanted to pay me to do it. So, yeah, I've, I've never been scared, but I, I've, I understand why people are. How old were you when you got into the UFC and how did you do it? I already know these questions. I got Google him, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. He's fantastic. Shoot. Uh, I think I was, I think my record was like 24 and four before I got into the UFC, which means I would have been 26 or 27, somewhere in there. Uh, I, I started fighting when I was 21. Now you were on the ultimate fighting champion. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ultimate Fighter, yeah, yes, I was. Yeah, why? Why? Oh God, I swear I'm going to get these names right, and I'm going to kill the people on Twitter. You're giving me the wrong information. You're all grounded, um, and I already have this information. I always look good here. So you were on the Ultimate Fighter. What did you think of it? What was it like to be on that show? It was incredibly boring. It was so boring. <laughs> it was it was worth doing, but it was it was six weeks. You're in a house with 15 other dudes, and if you know anything about fighters. They just talk about fighting all the time. Good God, did I not want to talk about fighting ever again by the end of that show. <laughs> uh, and everybody knows the secret to this and the secret to that. And they're all, they're all full of stuff. And, uh, so it was boring. It was a good experience. I met some cool dudes, but it was a boring show. What was the training and competition like during that time on the show? way easier than I'm used to. And a lot of people come off the show saying, oh, I trained so hard. Here at Team Quest, you know, Dan Henderson's gym, I get to train four to six hours every day. I know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how to do it. Uh, When I was on the show, you get to train two to four hours a day, maybe, depending on the day. And then you're at home doing nothing the rest of the time, where it just got boring. And you you had no TV, no radio, no books, no nothing. So why would – is that just because they maybe want you guys more closely interacting with each other? Is that based on the show or is it just because they only had so much time for you to try? Like what was the reason behind that idea? Uh, they did They did give us all the liquor we could ever want. They had liquor in every oh. room at every point. Uh, so it's not really a fighting show. It is a reality TV show that has fighting in it. Uh, they just – I'm the, the – if you Google Let Me Bang Bro, that's my season. Um and it's just, it's, it was, most of us at that point were professional enough. So we weren't drunk all the time or ever really. Um, but it's still, that, that was kind of the goal. They cut us off from everything, hoping we'd get blade, you know, blitzed. <laughs> well, it's good ratings. You can't knock them. That's a smart producer. Uh, were the guys on there as intense as they come across? Like you come across as a really chill guy, even in the show. I went back and watched it. Um, but are the other guys as intense as they come up? Maybe it was because they were drunk. That's what I'm I, thinking now. <laughs> you, you know, I wouldn't say I. I don't think so. And and it's I had to try really hard to not give them any clips of me being really intense because they interviewed you constantly. They actually had they had a they bought this giant house. I mean, the, the probably ten million dollar house that had bunk beds in every room and they fit us in the bottom floor. They had an in-ground pool that they just took all the water out and that's where they filmed us. So all day long, they would just rotate through us and interview us and ask us questions about when this happened, when that happened. And so it would be really easy. To, I mean, 
and repetitive to get us to say something that's aggressive or comes off this, like, not like we want to. So I really, it was, I knew it was what they were trying to do. And it's six weeks of them trying to do it. So I did everything I could every time I was on camera to come off as chill as I possibly could, because I did not <laughs> want anyone to, to be, be able to edit it and make it look like it was a, a, a knob. <laughs> gotcha. did, did you like how you came across on that show? Uh, yeah, I, I wish I would have done better on the show. There would have been more footage of me, but, uh, shoot, I, I, I'm great. <laughs> I, I got to tell you from the producer's perspective, uh, there would have been more footage of you if you would have at least been a total asshole to everyone. If, if you would have given them I, I the know. courtesy of getting blitz drunk and running around naked, then they would have given you more airtime. I, I know. I just, I didn't have it in me. I, I, it's like when I'm in the WWE someday, I'm going to be a face. I don't know if I have it in me to be a good, a good heel. I just, I don't know. <laughs> you, you wouldn't make a good heel. You're too nice a guy. But you can kill them with kindness too. Oh yeah. And that's, you can, you can make yeah, you be so nice that you look like an ass. I, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, Sam, we're, as we're starting to wrap it up here, think about the last five, six minutes, I did have a question that might take a couple yeah, of minutes to minutes. go through. Oh, I'm sorry, 10 minutes. It's even better because this might be a long one. Oh, okay. Um, as you said, 80 fights over the past, God, I don't, I don't even remember, but since 21 years old, 15 years, I believe, how has fighting changed? Both from like a competition uh, standpoint and then even a behind-the-scenes way. So I, it's actually, I've been playing with what my next YouTube video is going to be. And I think that's kind of what I, I've determined. I, I was talking to some people on TikTok even about how uh, fighters have, have changed or how the business of fighting has changed. If you look at when the UFC, in the 2000s, 2010s, uh, the UFC had the names. They had people with personalities. Uh, the Chuck Liddell's, the Randy Couture's, the uh, Tito Ortiz, people that you could describe and they'd be different from one another. Uh, Rampage Jackson is a great, great uh, example of that. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it is way more of a business. Now, Conor McGregor kind of changed everything for the better and worse. Everybody tries to be Conor McGregor either lesser or more than, or more than him, but it is all being yeah. like Conor McGregor which is just dumb as hell because everybody's the exact same now. Um, it, it, you get some of the old dogs like the Cowboy Cerrone or the Diaz brothers, or if I throw myself, you know, in there, I, I don't know if I'm, yeah. I'm not as big as those guys were, but if I could put myself in there, we stand out because we are different because I'm not all about talking trash and running my mouth and saying I'm the biggest and greatest and baddest and this and that. I also don't make as much money as Conor McGregor ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's something to it. But as far as the history, you know, in 20 years from now, I think I will still be remembered. I'm not so sure Sean O'Malley will be. Uh, Sean O'Malley's still young in the, the ordinary. I'm dropping names like everyone knows who I'm talking about. He, he's kind of an up-and-comer. Um, and, and he's on Twitch. I think he's bigger on Twitch than he is anywhere else. Uh but he's somebody I don't think he's going to be very memorable. Uh, and I, I think I think most fighters are falling into that category of just trying to make as much money as they can for themselves now, which isn't wrong, but at the sake of being a true legend of the sport 20 years from now. I, I actually, from a marketing perspective, 100% agree with you. And I think it comes down to when somebody does a role so well, like Connor does with the heel – you're not going to beat him at it, so don't bother. You're just going to be another copycat yeah. where you stand out. You look at people that stand out and you stand out. You are memorable. Uh, granted, I have people writing in on Twitter because of Speedos and fake tans, but you are memorable. Um, hey. Very, very memorable. And you have some yeah, diehard I, fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I, I've always – so the, the, the fake tans and the Speedos, during the weigh-in, Whenever I tell all my guys, when you are on TV, when the cameras are focused on you, don't you dare thank me. Don't you dare thank your coaches. You take every second you have on camera to make somebody remember you in any way they can, whether it's good or bad, make them remember you. And so I have, I have weighed in before Reebok. I weighed in in Speedos, and I've done the perfect tan, the, the spray tan thing. I still do that. I just don't 
have any words on me anymore. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, if you're on ca- you and fighting, you know, you're on camera for 15 minutes fighting, but that's not really your personality. It's just, it's a skill set. After the fight, they come and they interview you. Use the, I mean, you have like two minutes, maybe. Use those two minutes to make a fan, to make somebody remember you more than they would remember somebody else because of those two minutes. Uh, and I, I feel like I've done a pretty decent job of that. I'm looking forward to this yep. next fight because I already have a list of stuff I want to scream at the world. And um, it, it's usually uh, usually a good time. I well, like that. Well, after you dominate him, I look forward to hearing one of your fantastic so victory speeches because you have some of the best out You do. There. You really do. We have about three minutes left. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so I, I started social media. I started fighting before there were social media, so I spelt my name wrong. So you all got to listen to this. It's S-M-I-L-E-N Sam. Smiling Sam. Not Smiling Sam or... It should, everyone spells it with an I-N. It's, S- it's Smile and Sam. Uh, and that is on everything. I'm on Truth Social and TikTok and Twitter and uh, Instagram. And YouTube is the one I'm trying to grow right now. So if you all follow me on YouTube, I would be forever in your debt. Um, I, I'm getting close to 4,000. Once I'm at 4,000, you can start uh, monetizing it a little bit. And so I'm getting close to that. And uh, as I get closer to that, my videos are going to get bigger, better, and uh, a little funnier. I think I'm hilarious. I don't know if I am, but I, I laugh at myself harder than most do. Um, and, and I'm going to really start putting longer, longer formatted films or videos of, of me explaining what I do in the UFC. And uh, you'll probably see some on my ranch, too. Guys, go tell me what your favorite video from Sam's YouTube is, and I'll give you your choice of giveaways. The 10th person that tells me comes, finds me on Twitter, tells me what their favorite video of Sam's YouTube is, you can have one of the giveaways. We'll give you an ATV ride. We'll give you a float. We've got some giveaways. We've got some Aspen Mills, some food. We've got all kinds of stuff. Choose your giveaway. Tell me what your favorite one of his videos are. Sam, thank you so, so much for joining us. You have a fight. It's August... August 6th. On ESPN. August 6th on ESPN. Guys, make sure you tune in. Watch Smile and Sam on August. I, I'm trying to get you guys August to say it repetitively. Oh, you're not, help, you're not helping me. He... <laughs> August 6th. August 6th. Go watch him, you guys. Hit the audience as we say August 6th. August 6th. Just, just punch them. Sam, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, I'm dying to talk to you before your next fight as well. So I want to try and pull you on again before then as well. And make sure everyone watch his fight. Uh, Go to his YouTube. Tell me what your favorite video is and I'll give you some free shit. Thank you very, very much for joining us on Behind the Scenes, Sam. Make sure you are following him on social media. We will put up a link. I'm watching you guys. And thank you, of course, to my co-host, Bear Fiora. We'll see you next week, guys. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.